0: This is the story of St Finbar's Junior Championship success in 2020. I caught up with Aldrich Costigan, Paul Dick Butterley and Captain Human Grain last year and they told me the story of the wonderful season, one where they were written off from the very beginning. With no yearbook last year and scraps of newspaper articles easily lost and dispersed in the wilderness, I wanted to document a historic year for the club all in one place and have it on record for years to come, told by the players themselves. That is what the loud and proud Glory Days is all about. Brought to you by Oxygen Environmental. Joining me now on the Loud and Proud Glory Days podcast. It's the Sim Finbar version. They won the Christie Bellew Cup in 2020. Hugh McGrain raised the trophy. Alaric Costigan trained the team. And Padraig Butterly played a huge part in the latter rounds of the competition. Lads, thanks very much for coming along to chat about the season. We'll and, than. Hugh, we started with yourself. I remember chatting to you after the final and you kind of put in your speech that it was... It was a season where your your squad was really asked of and there was a huge turnover
1: at the start of the year.
0: How, how did that affect you from the onset?
1: Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Uh, I don't know, many players we kind of lost between lads leaving and lads taking years out and different commitments and that. Must have been eight or nine players in total from the year before. But, um, yeah, it was... It was you were kind of thinking what what are we going to be left with when you heard all these rumours of different lads not committing for the year but when you kind of put 15, 20 lads down on paper it actually was a strong enough team and you kind of you had a lot of young lads coming through there that you knew were coming of age and they were going to push on and uh, drive us older lads on and those good competition for places Now injuries did play their part because of the short season but it actually worked out all right. Uh, in the end, we we got going and took a while. Like I suppose a few league games, a winter league games. We were blood and young lads and finding who played where. You'd also, the two lads back in as management, so they had to get to know some of the young lads as well. And I suppose we we got there in the end, like gel together. How how did that
0: gel? Is that is that through the competition here for
1: yeah, competition, um, I suppose the year that was in it as well, uh, with COVID and that, you kinda everyone was just happy to get out on the pitch and uh, kept playing ball and you were delighted to see the lads that you grew up with and lads that lived beside you and that. So, you know, we kinda we're all in it to get it back out of junior as quick as possible. A good few of us went down together, we wanted to get back up together and thank God we did it.
0: And Alric, I suppose you're looking at this. You're back in the setup, and you're seeing this kind of um, deluge of lads leaving. Are, are you kind of? Do you feel it, there was a big challenge at the start here yourself and Brendan and Jerry Leonard?
2: Um, look, I suppose Dan. Every every club has challenges, you know. There's no the most successful clubs will probably admit that there's. You know, there's always going to be uh, challenges throughout and there's trucks and valleys out there, you know. To get relegated the previous year, I suppose, can naturally demoralise players, demoralise the team. That can happen. Um, I suppose I always um, kept a keen eye on Thor over the years. I was involved with Brendan back in 2010 and 2011. We had a fantastic team at the time and we had a lot of success, I suppose. So um, I was surprised when... uh, they were relegated and uh, just by chance I met Hugh actually um, the previous November over in Manchester we were just coming back from a flight myself and himself but we were obviously I hardly even recognised the lads. It was, lad it was six, seven years since I'd seen him you know yeah. but um he had a few uh, libations taken in on board on that day and uh oh, yeah, I was a full day i was i was sober as a mule i was but uh <laughs> but uh, i was able to pick a few questions to him and and we had a good old chat a bit of a chinwag about how the football had gone from the previous year you know i suppose the few years previous to that i had a few queries about what i be interested in going back but i mean tor were flying at that stage They were doing grand you know but um Talking to Hugh, I suppose, it kind of sowed the seed with me, you know, and I got a call a few weeks later um, from a uh, chairman and uh, I suppose from there, I uh, spoke to Brendan, Brendan reassured me that there was uh, there was some fine young players coming through and I suppose knowing her the two years I'd spent there, and uh, like it was 10, 11 years previous to this, but um, the players down there have always had a steely resolve, you know, Tower players have always had that, there's a lot of steel in them. And there's no lack of fantastic football and talent. So, no, I wasn't worried at all. I was actually, it was good timing, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was challenging. But uh, it It was it was going. the aim was to blend those young players in. Was there maybe a culture of complacency had set in the previous year? Possibly. But, like, uh, you know, the training pitch is a great level, you know. And that's what it's about. So, uh, testing the ability, but mainly character down on the, on the training pitch. You know, seeing what lads are like, what they have to offer. And um, we gave them a long, a long layoff until it was like those lads chomping at the bit, sending text messages and ringing Brendan and saying, when will we back, when will we back? We didn't go back uh, until, you know, it was almost late February when we went back. You know, we left them, had a big break from everything, you know. And uh, the aim was to, we had lost a lot of good players the previous year. Some of the best players weren't on the, on the pitch when it came to game time. So, the aim was a bit of periodization, you know, get the, get get all our best players, not on the pitch, but at least have full pick of them if they were available and if they were just to find the hype, get them on the pitch, you know what I mean? But it was, uh, everyone was on the same level, you know, and uh, I must say, you know, they're great lads to train, uh, competition, a lot of competition on the training pitch. I'm a big believer in 1v1s. I'm a big believer in, you know, testing lads, pushing them, challenging them, you know. And you know, you know, a great bunch of lads. It was an absolute pleasure this year to have them. But uh, no, it was challenging. But I think other other teams had other challenges as well. You know, so it was it was a case of going for it. You know, right. And and you earmarked
0: that first game, Podrick, um the the Malachys. And I spoke to Liam Shevlin in in advance of the final. And He said that that kind of got us got us kind of a focus at the start of the season. And he took care of the Malachys fairly fairly convincingly, Podrick.
3: Yeah, so uh, first game the Malagues in Dunleer, and like we were after two losses in the league, we lost hundred ten bets. I uh, convincingly enough, Ryan burns is a good day, and then the O'Connells beat us by three. But we were, we knew we were getting yeah, better yeah, and better, and then the Malachis just took off altogether and I played played the best, the best free flowing football we probably played in the championship. But um. Yeah, after, after that, teams kind of set up differently a bit against us, I'd say. So it wasn't just 15-15 anymore. But uh, yeah, straight out the blocks, no mess, and lay down a bit of a marker. It's just saying we were relegated, but we're competing. And we're, we're not just going to be written off completely, because there wasn't much talk of us, and they kind of stayed like that as well, to be fair, even though we did have the big win. But uh, yeah, it was a good start, very good start.
0: There is a tendency, Hugh, to kind of forget. Forget about the team to, that comes down from a grade above to be contenders the following season. I don't know, maybe it's just everyone looks at who was there last year and you kind of forget about the team that comes down. Did you feel written off? Like he's coached nearly through the group stages. at will yeah. stage. get to the tones in a minute. But did you feel nearly written off?
1: Yeah, um, we kind of... Like all the talk All year was done. Leon Glide And we were kind of One thing that We thought would be Be a big advantage Was playing Division 2 football It was probably The first year In in my head First year in a long time That there was only one team Playing junior championship And Division 2 football So then When the league got pulled It kind of It was kind of A bit of a kick Because You were like Right We could have played 11 games Against teams of a higher Opposition So yeah, we kinda of thought that was going against us, but um yeah, I suppose um we were written off yeah, it's be fair enough to say, like um I remember talking to Eric after the Malachis game and we we're just saying that was, uh, like the difference in a week or two from the Malekis game to maybe I think it was the tones everyone said Jews were great and then everyone said, Oh, we only bet toned by a few pints but you know we we were written off say from the tones span tones game, we were the worst team, not the worst team in them, but like we were written off from that point i I kind of thought, um yeah, people were happy enough to write us off, and we were happy enough to be the underdog from there on, and it turned out that way you know
0: yeah, Alrick, you mentioned character earlier on on the pitch on the training pitch, but you I suppose it was probably William Woods that showed up, to, up team character in that in that Tones game. Is a very like I'm looking at your teams throughout the season, and you, you you use 28 players, which is massive. I think it's I think by far and away the the the, the most used players of any winning team last season. But you just had to dig deep in that Tones game in that group stage.
2: Yeah, we did. You know, like I suppose the boys talk about being written off. There, we kind of used the old siege mentality a lot. Okay. You know, it was uh, it was. Uh, I probably have to give you kudos there, Dan, on your show. You know, you didn't give us much of a, a chance at all in the in, the, in those months. Uh, you might have got a mention throughout. You know, there was uh, there was King Gregory's fan club, and there was all kinds of. Uh, I think the, the 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 blue and white must have been up from Dunleer and the and the in the in the studio. But uh, no, look, we we used that in our favour. You know what I mean? Like there was, you know, that that Tones game was a difficult match for us. You know, what I mean, we had. Like, like, everyone has challenges, but, like, you know, we were missing a lot of players that day. We knew we were going out to the pitch. There was a lot of players missing. I mean, geez, we got a lad caught his hand in a, in a, in a gate uh, out in his farm that morning, one of our key players, and the woods, and, I mean, that was kind of an indicator of what happened in the lead-up to that game, but no excuses. The, the Tones played probably the better football. If we lost that game, we would have had no excuses, you know, and it certainly wasn't complacency, you know, you know, we knew we were going into a tough, tough game, but, um, you know, they probably nullified some of our threats there, William Woods and other players, you know, and, and by and large, you know, it wasn't the worst thing that happened because, you know, we knew we were getting out of the group. We needed a bit of a kick up the arse, you know what I mean? And, you know, you yeah. need to keep our finger on the pulse there, you know, but I don't think it was complacency. It was just one of those days. It was a tough, it was an early start down in Darver Sunday morning. I think it was 11 o'clock throwing, you know, and you know, the Tones were up for it. They were absolutely up for it. And um, you know, they had they had certainly done the recce on us. I know that because we had a... They
1: knew everything
2: a few, stra- from a few strategies, goal kicks and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And before that I would have spent weeks down on the training pitch. The boys have vouched for this about uh, goal kicks and kick out strategies. And you know, I know the trainer, um uh, Parik, he was there uh, behind me in on in the O'Connell's pitch watching it, he had it all worked out. He's a yeah, He's a neighbour of mine now, you know, he told me all about it. And after that, we basically had a weapon there. Dahi Woods could kick to the opposition 45. And I suppose the line down on the training pitch was long as a new short, you know what I mean? We were hitting that 45. We were getting lads in and around the marching, Murphy, dogs of war on the, gra- on the ground, competing, contesting, ball, and That was a launch pad for us, you know. Basically, as soon as we got to that quarterfinal, we changed things around to suit our strengths, you know what I mean? And when you have a, a goal kick like that, you know, it's as long as anything in in, in the county. You know, I thought was able to hit that regularly and we just basically, that was our launch pad, you know. So, um, no, we got a lot of, le- we learned a lot of lessons from that Tones game, I think, you know what I mean? And probably stood us a good stage, you know.
0: He's a lot of big men around in the field, Ulrich. Like, even mentioned, yeah, even Liam Shevlin comes back in and he plays kind of around that middle middle area. How, how, is, it, how is it to work with Liam, I suppose, the prodigal son of Totter?
2: Yeah, like Liam was fantastic for us, you know what I mean? He's a huge loss now, I suppose, going into this year, but there's definitely meant to step into the forward there, you know. But more than anything with Liam, I found Liam was a great leader, you know. And that's difficult to go back to a a club, you know, Uh, but huge leader on the pitch, you know what I mean? Um, You know, and and the the lads really followed him, you know, and it was great to keep – we kept Liam on the 40 as much as possible because he's a great ball winner, you know, and uh, he – he helped He helped us to, he, he allowed us to keep William Woods inside, you know what I mean? Like we didn't want to bring William out to pitch, you know what I mean? One of our key scorers, you know, so we could keep our, our biggest threats inside, you know, and uh, distribution, ball winning, distribution, second to none for uh, for uh, Liam. But uh, our midfield were fantastic as well, you know what I mean? We had a young kid step up there during the championship. Uh, Josh Crosby did a fantastic job. Uh, he came in after we lost our captain, like, you know, we did a lot of, I suppose we did a lot. Of, We had a lot of challenges throughout that campaign. Like we lost Darren Darren McConnell there, fantastic footballer for us, our captain. Lost him in the quarter final. Josh stepped into the into the midfield, and and in fact, you know, it allowed us to bring Patrick McGrane back into the fullback. And I mean, as everyone knows, Patrick McGrane, young player, but like hell of a footballer. Probably I would say best fullback in the county. You know what I mean? But uh, has struggled with injury and stuff like that. So Patrick came back in. In there, and that, that worked worked very well, you know. It was very difficult to lose down, but I think Josh allowed us to keep our uh, aces, I suppose, where we wanted them on the pitch.
0: And, and, Podrick, in that um, quarter final, like you certainly evolved you've, you've learned an awful lot about yourselves. Like, even they start off in a whirlwind, you come back in, and then Extra time and then penalties. Like, is there any in-game moments, Paul, where you're thinking, "Oh, we're, we're gone here"? Well, even I know I'll get to the. I suppose I get to the finish. I actually go through the, the penalty shootout at the end, where William Woods hits
3: the fourth. Is. Don't make do that again, Dan. Fuck you.
0: No, come on, <laughs> this is what it's all about. <laughs> and then Boyle misses for. Well, it's it's saved by Matthew O'Reilly who comes in. Who comes, that's a switch, Alrick. I'll get. I'll chat to you about that now in a second. Then Owen yes. Oswald steps up and kicks one. <laughs> Mark Larkin hits one. Liam Shevlin steps up. And then Napearshi they, they hit two in a row to level a three-all. Connor Osborne misses one. Yeah. Kieran Markey misses then as well. And then Joe Woods at the death has a chance to win it. But he hits the post. Um, and it goes to sudden death. William Woods... Slots is a way And Boyle does what you can't believe he could do. Hit two penalties. Missed two penalties and he does. Are, are you thinking we're gone in any or, or <laughs> at any stage? or that?
3: any stage, I think there was about three times in the game where I was convinced we were gone. And there was another three times during the game where I was convinced that we have it now at this stage. Both teams could have won the game. Like, oh, a of few it. times over. Like They were on top. Then we came back. We were well on top. Then we let them back into it. They were on top. So it was just... Twisting and turning every way, and then it went to penalties, and Jesus, every kick You could have been won or lost. But um, yeah, we scraped through anyway, and it was a definite learning curve for us. Like they, they were ultra defensive, every loads of people back, and then hitting us on the counter, and it was getting <clears throat> surviving that game was um, another big stepping stone because, with due respect to the other teams, it was um, we didn't learn loads from the group games. To be honest, like we learned a lot from that game. And then it just and they were defensive the two games afterwards, the Mitchells and Dunier were defensive as well and we were able to it was just practice repetition. We were able to go you knew what you were coming going to be coming up against, um, given that you have William inside and he's gonna be scoring heavy, the lads are gonna sit back that and uh, you were just able to practice it practice it and get better at and with each game we did get better at, I thought to be honest. So but yeah, and then yeah, so the penalties like yeah, I wouldn't like to you, you. wouldn't wish it on anyone. It's a it's a hard way to, like it's just relief when you when you get through the penalties. You're not you're not you're not jumping for joy. You're at and you're just like oh, thank God we got through that. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's a, it's tough on anyone who gets knocked out on penalties. It's just um yeah, it's not a nice way to lose a game. But that was the way it was, I suppose, just with the hero that was in it. But yeah, so yeah, it was a whirlwind of emotions. All right. But um yeah, great to get through it and okay. learned a lot. Alrick, learned a lot. That was the big thing.
0: Alric, you know we get on to learning a lot now in a second. Here we go. Yeah. But what? <laughs> tell me about the switch. It was like Van Gaal putting um, your man in goals. What's his name from? Uh,
2: Imperial, wasn't it? Yeah, Tim. Cruel. yeah. Mm.
0: So, what, yeah. what did you all know? What was that expected? What, what? How did it come about, Alric?
2: I'll tell you what in? happened. Was, was that game was on? I think. Uh, I think it was a Saturday. It could have been. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday. We train oh, on Wednesday. We we would normally train on a Thursday. We train on Wednesday, just to, to allow us a bit a bit of extra time, you know, to to prepare for the game. Uh, train on Wednesday, I said I'd cross my t's and dot my eyes, and we do a bit of pen penal penalty. Pen, pen, uh, shots at the end of the training session I do an hour and 15 minutes with the lads and it's nice to finish off with a bit of suppose, something which is a bit fun you know so it was actually um we spent about probably 15-20 minutes as a kind of a part of a cool down uh, for penalties you know and um you know Machu was excellent you know probably a better shot stopper than than Dahi probably better the penalties have done really well you know what I mean a train trained great all year as well you know so um you know, so we decided. I suppose if it came to that, we didn't think it would. But we, you know, as a management team, myself, Brendan, Jerry spoke about it and said, right, if it comes to a tight game and it's looking like a draw, we make that change. But I think we would have been ran out of a tour if if Matthew hadn't saved that. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, luckily, it paid off. You know, but I suppose it could have um, it could have blown up on our face. But uh, you know, Matthew made the save and it was great. And you know, I suppose after the game you know, our performance wasn't what it should have been, you know, there was a lot of home truths dropped on the Tuesday when we got back to training, we had, I suppose we, we got together as a team before training started. We had a 20 minute conversation. There was a lot of home truths dropped, you know what I mean? You know, and there was no dodging, there was no dodging it. It was, you know, it was tough, but you know, that's, you know, you have that at, at times during a year, you know, and uh, you look back and, and say, that's what maybe made us, you know, but, uh, yeah, luckily, It it was luck, Dan. Penalty shootouts are always luck. You know what I mean. I did feel sorry for an appearance, but you know, um, it is what it is.
0: You're being humble. You're being hum- humble, Alaric. It was a, it was a great switch from yourself and the management team. Yeah, only
2: because it paid off, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you, think me or Brendan would be would be seen again in tour if it hadn't. It would be good luck. Ran you, from the ran from tour.
0: You you um. You resumed captaincy then with, with Darren getting injured. Were you one of those men speaking after that game? Um,
1: the home- yeah, like, um, I don't know. We didn't have to do too much talking. Lads fairly put us in our place on the Tuesday night and called us all out, but, and rightly so. Uh, on the Yeah, like, lads just knew it wasn't good enough and we all knuckled down and we did it. I don't know if it was one or two weeks out of training. Then I think the semi-finals got put back a week. But um it was, yeah, we all knew it wasn't good enough. Like the pierce he had the homework done and uh it was the best. They were well set up and they knew exactly what to do against us. And I was just thinking of goalkeepers, David Woods. Uh, Daddy there, he pulled off a save in extra time. There was two lads through, one and one with him. And yeah. He tipped the ball onto the post. And if he didn't do that, we yeah. definitely wouldn't have been. Uh, in a semi-final either that, that was game over if, if he had if I think they were two pints up or so but yeah so um yeah Darren was unlucky um getting in but it was it was strange because in t- 2015 when we won it last I was captain up until the semi-final and, and this get the shoulder and Darren was vice-captain then so we kind of exchanged roles he he was captain in the semi-final final in 15 and then I got my chance to do it
0: in uh, 20, so it was good, yeah. No oh, way, that's that's amazing. That's, that's unreal. And, uh, Alaric, the Piercy were defensive. They set up fairly tight. John Mitchell's probably a surprise package this season, breath of fresh air in the Championship, along nearly with the Tones. But they give you a stout kind of um, semi final. They they set up defensively. Uh, but Conor Osborne gets a great goal. That kind of kind of gives you that buffer to to go forward and, and advance.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose um, you know John Mitchell's a fine footballing team, but uh, I'll be honest, I actually thought we played very well that day. Um, they did get close to us on a, on a few occasions, but we always had we were lucky. We always had four or five points of a difference um, between the two of us. Uh, for us, uh, discipline was hugely important. We started came out the blocks very quickly in that game. Was something we were kind of targeting, and then a quick start uh, hadn't happened in other games. That in appears again the previous one in the quarter final we lost Thomas McRae in the first two minutes. Fine footballer, and he's going to be a hell of a footballer. That right? that kid a great addition to, to, to the club, but uh, we lost him early. And I mean we didn't start well, so I mean we targeted that early start against John Mitchell's. Got that, and I, you know I must say of all the games this year, I probably felt. You know, most impressed with the performance in that game. I thought game management was very good from the players on the pitch. We came in four or five points up. biggest Biggest issue we had on that day was discipline. That was the the key uh, the key key word at half time was discipline. There was a few, you know, with a lot of young players. I think, you know, uh, you know, and and a few boys were kind of rattling into our lads. You know, some of it legal, some of it illegal. You know what I mean? And it was a case of like um, some players just had to keep the cool. You know, stay on the pitch, you know, keep doing keep doing the basics, you know what I mean, and not not get distracted. Concentration is hugely important. And with the exception of I suppose they scored a goal, which, you know, made it look a lot tighter than it was. End, yeah. You know, I i you know, due respects, but you know, I thought we were we were comfortable, you know, comfortable throughout, you know. Fine football and team and they'll take a lot of stopping next year in junior and uh certainly their campaign will stand them in good stead for next year they'll, they'll definitely be there thereabouts but I thought we played very well on that day and with some great scores and as a team we played very well you know
0: you're kind of finding your team then at that stage Brendan Sims is fairly established there Niall yeah. Woods comes into his team Oshie Madden gets sent off in, in one of the earlier games and then yeah. Callum Regan he's been solid at cornerback hasn't yeah. he yeah top
2: player Callum you know we talk about discipline I suppose Callum was Callum was not only like Callum was cornerback for us obviously and Callum him that, in that semi-final against John Mitchells you know I probably you know you know, he probably got a bit from me at half time about keeping us cool you know he certainly had his man in his pocket but he was he was developing our play from the cornerback position you know and they could they identified him they certainly put it up to him and he reacted on a few occasions and I probably gave him a bit of a tongue lash and a half time which felt bad about it afterwards you know but um he's a fabulous footballer you know and his attitude is spot on you know, but uh, he is honest as, as the day is long and he's got loads of football, loads of football potential there. I mean, Brendan Sims, Niall Woods, Kieran Markey, Adam Hannity, like, yeah. you know, there's a glut of seriously good young footballers in tour, make no, you know, let's not make any excuses in that and I mean, hopefully that year will stand him in good stead and there's players there, there's young players there that probably, you know, probably didn't show it either, you know, that they have more to give, you know, there's other players coming back, so I mean, I mean, the future's bright in Thor, as far as I, I'm concerned, you know. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an up-and-coming club.
0: Yeah, and Paul, you worked hard to get back into the side. Uh, how how hard did you work?
3: Well, just as hard as anyone else. Just train away, train hard, a on few injuries beach. on the beach. Yeah, it was grand, actually. You have the beach beside you, so you can train on, too the, much beach with, on the beach. Paul, tra- too much training on the beach, Paul. Training on the beach with a without running on the roads, but um, yeah, just in the water, down in Solstown every other day, then just prehab before games, just injuries left, right and centre, but yeah, got a bit of a run of it together from the quarterfinal on, so yeah, look, just knuckled down, got the head down, like Hugh said, it, um, after the Piercy game, got a tongue lashing, but that, I think there was a break between the games then, there was a week break, but that was the best two weeks training we had, it was ultra competitive, it was class, it was just everyone just competing, 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 small sided games, everyone getting stuck into each other, no one no one backing down. It was yeah, so look, just train as hard as everyone else. We all everyone put their shoulder to the wheel and got it done. So yeah, i worked my way back into the team and kept me placed fortunately enough in some of the games, but paid off in the end, just working hard, you know.
0: You
2: or was our inside file.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have that. There, yeah, Hugh. Before we get to the final, Hugh, um, could you sense it? Then you've won the championship before. Could you sense it, Bill? And you think we're going to win the championship this year?
1: Yeah, um, you kind of knew after the piercing we had to fix things, like I was saying. But you could feel, you know, when you get to the semi-final and you know the finals just round the corner. If you get over that, you, everyone's starting to kill each other, trainer. The games are getting intense. Hits are going in. No one wants to miss training in case they lose the spot in the team. And like competition was getting good. Momentum starting to build, and you're ready to go. Like you're just you can't wait for the, the next game and the next game. And you know, yeah, you could feel you could feel the whole thing coming together. Like what the kind of season it was and the year it was. It was uh, it was hard to get momentum, and then all of a sudden you've out of nowhere you've all the championship ran off straight away so you were finally getting going the rust was kind of coming off and you know things were starting to take shape and all of a sudden you're in the final you know
0: Um, and in a final again your local rivals um, Padraig is it one way is it one way you're playing your rivals and you think I'm I'm a bit fearful here or is it one you relish like what Um, what was your thinking what was the thoughts in in the group before that final
3: well, it's 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 a little bit about like you, you 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 don't you don't want nobody wants to lose any final. You want to win every game you play, especially finals and knock a championship. But um, yeah, at the same time, we'd never ourselves. and They're probably biggest rivals. We'd uh, never played them in the championship final before, and um, now wasn't the time to lose to them. But no, you'd be thinking more of winning, winning, winning for yourself. And winning for the club and for the parish—it's—it's it's, it's not you wouldn't be, you don't want to be driven by fear too much. If you are, you are i don't know what you're playing for. You want to be pushing yourself to win for the enjoyment of it. But uh, yeah, ah, yeah, look, a little bit of added extra incentive, all right. But um, yeah, them—they were being talked up to the hilt. We couldn't believe it to be honest. But uh, it was suited us a bit. We were able to keep a low profile and just get on with things. Under the radar a bit more, there were not as many people had seen us play, so it was grand. But yeah, a little bit of extra spice, all right, playing Dunlear.
0: Is that a thing? Like it was it, with with the COVID year that was in Alaric, There was there was Lou TV. There was a lot more impact on it. It was ran off fairly quickly, six or seven weeks. Is that a thing that added to it that a lot of people were were up in the other team and seeing Dunlear more and and what and and, and thinking they were going to be like overwhelming favorites going into it.
2: Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I suppose I spoke to you just before this about Loo TV. Loo TV is a great platform to, uh, I suppose, do a recce on a team, check a team out. We kind of had gone under the radar in those first few games, which was brilliant. I was delighted with that. You know, there was no one coming to your games because of COVID. And if you weren't been shown on Loo TV, it was added incentive, you know, go on, fly under the radar. I mean, the biggest problem we had, we there was a kind of a, a conflict because we wanted to hit the ground running with that first game. Prove a few doubters wrong against Malachies, and you know, then I we ended up getting a 27 point win, and you know, everyone was talking about us all of a sudden, you know, but we didn't really want that. But uh, no, just uh, just Lou TV was a great addition, I thought, you know what I mean. But um, uh, the the COVID had 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 challenges for everyone, you know what I mean, especially for new management teams getting to know players, you know, but um, but yeah.
0: Did, did, did it give you the motivation that you needed, just a little extra? probably
2: did. Uh, yeah, look, it, it probably did, you know what I mean? Biggest problem, I suppose, when a team gets relegated is, I suppose, motivating players, you know, but, like, at the end of the day, I think if you set up training sessions that are competitive, you can kind of, you know, it's a good leveler, you know what I mean? You can create competition within the group, and when competition builds within the group, you know, eventually it's going to lead to success, you know? You know, it, it, it relies on, you know, honesty of effort from everyone, you know. Um, and certainly, you know, after a few weeks, everyone bought into it. A few of those players I was lucky enough to be involved with, including the two lads there in 2010. So, you know, I knew some of the players. They knew me. But, I mean, the general cohort were new players, you know. So, it was uh, it was nice to have the blend. of been familiar with a few players, and they were familiar with me. And, uh, you know, I would probably be a big... Uh, uh, I suppose I would give a lot of tough love on the training ground, you know what I mean? The lads would have told the other boys that, you know, but um, no, they're a fantastic group to work with and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, you know, and there was great buzz around it and there was great, Lou TV and the podcast, of course, built the hype in the lead up to the games, you know what I mean? And built that siege mentality within our group and, yeah, it was just exciting. You know, I half expected a whole load of older players from Thor to come out of the Woodwork because the championship was going to be ran off in seven or eight weeks. I was half expecting Thirsty and a few other boys from the parish to come out, but uh, didn't happen. Maybe next year. I was told after the championship win. That every year. Yeah, I was told by Dozy that he'd be back. Uh, we should, we'll see what happens. You know, see what happens.
0: St. Finbar's Glory Days podcast brought to you by Oxygen Environmental. So, you the, we get to the final, and William Woods just takes off.
1: Yeah, William takes off, um, super goal in the first few min- minutes. Um, William, I don't even know if he trained the week of the final. Uh, don't William. Think he did. William no, he was carrying a knock. Conor Osborne was the same. When you think about Liam Chavon, I don't think he trained. Uh, no, we didn't no <laughs> train. Yeah, we six or seven of the starting team standing watching us the last night we trained, and it was kind of that was the only day that you had. You knew we good lads at the bench, but all these your main players are all standing watching you, and you're like, Just "What's going on here? Are they minding themselves, or are they badly injured?" But. um, yeah, William takes off, brilliant goal and he scored a free from out on the sideline and both of them are just what well, William Woods does best, uh, brilliant, but uh, got us going, great start, which we needed, uh, we the wind in the first half and um, yeah, it was just great to get, get going early in the final, get the nerves gone and. Hit the ground running, I suppose. And Padraig,
0: you're the you're the inside file as well. You you get a you get a point as well. I are, are you are you kind of sensing Dunley or that today? We we've a we've a great chance and we're going really nicely here.
3: Uh, well, I didn't think they were that but I thought uh, the the goal was a good start anyway, and like you wouldn't know if we had got on top a bit more, we could have made it more comfortable for ourselves, but it didn't materialise like that. But we worked hard in the in the forward line, and we put them under serious pressure coming out with the ball and it It allowed us to win freeze and turn over ball and get scores from that the one time that we didn't work hard in the forward line just before half time and yeah. they got the fecking goal off the only time we didn't properly work hard but um yeah, so no uh, yeah we just i don't know we got we got we got going we got a decent start without. Uh, completely dominating Dunnade, I, I wouldn't say Dunia weren't that but they, the goals before half time gave them a lift alright it would definitely put the belief back into them you could see it but uh, at the same time we were still a point up at half time and they were thought I don't know I, thought to her, I think they thought they were ahead the we way they were carrying on some of it as well but um, yeah decent start then leveled off and that was just continuing on from there
0: and then it becomes a bit of a dogfight Alaric you're, you're kind of It's nip and tuck then and you're you're bringing bringing John Doyle in off the bench for that. Just a little bit of experience and a a bit of strength of character and just strength in general.
2: Yeah, well, John's got great experience there and he's a fabulous footballer. Probably unfortunate not to start the game, you know, but it was probably a bit of a brought great um, experience into midfield. I suppose we lost Liam Shevin. Liam had a muscular injury. Within the first 15 minutes, that flared up again, his calf, I think it was, and uh, he had to go in on the square. You know, he's not the kind of player you can lose at all. So we felt that if we brought him into the square that it would tie things up and might take two, two of their players in on him. A bit more space for William. And park was playing very well as well, you know. So uh, the, the goal at the end of the first half was was pretty deflating. Uh, we had definitely built up a of steam. Um, I thought we probably should have been you know, a few more points, more more comfortable, um, that goal right at the end. We just, William Woods scored a really good point. I think it put us four or five points up. We we're playing really good football. Probably deserved to be more up. Don't think Dunlea were playing poorly. I think we just performed very well in that first 25 minutes. As soon as William scored that goal, you know, a bit of complacency set in momentarily. They ran up right through the centre channel, which was very disappointing. Lads switched off. And uh, it was a very easy goal for them, you know. And, uh, you know, there was a few things to change at half time uh, And then I suppose it was, it was nip and tuck in the second half. We scored a goal probably against the one of play, and they scored a goal straight afterwards, which was a kind of a cross-come shot, which ended up, it was a very lucky goal, really. Uh, very important for us then was the water break uh, in that second half period. Uh, I won't lie, it was fires been put out right, left and centre. Lads had lost a lot of, I suppose, the... Focus, communication, you know, we needed that two minutes, you know. We needed that two minutes to get us together, settle the team, you know, speak clearly to the players about what we wanted from them, you know. And uh, then I suppose um, Hughes block down on the line was a key moment in that game. That was the difference between us winning and losing that game. I know Owen will get all the the right up and rightly so for the goal to win it. But, uh, you know, we were, I think, we were three points down and then Hugh had that goal line clearance, which was f- phenomenal. And uh, that was probably the winning and losing of the game, you know, kept us in the game and, you know, it was back and forth, you know, went into injury time and obviously, you know, it happened.
3: Yeah, I'd say, I'd say as well, uh, Hugh Osborne in the second half, like the, yeah. the, the running that lad did off the shoulder, like he just kept driving and driving and, carrying hard yards the whole time uh, I think he deserves a bit of a mention because you wouldn't have noticed it. but like when you're right out in the middle and like you get the ball and you're like right where's Hugh get him on the ball get him going get him doing what he's great at taking lads on running at their shoulders drawing frees drawing fouls drawing men giving the ball off to the shooters the, the great it's second even, half I thought absolutely.
1: with the likes of Owen and Hugh on the bench and with a strong bench and I was thinking going up for the toss, should we play with uh, against the wind in the first half and then you've these lads come on, play against the wind. the second. talking to uh, Alrick and Brandon before the game, they were saying, no, no, we'll play, play against the wind um, in the second half and we'll get a lead in the first half. And I Lost the toss anyway, it didn't matter, but um, it kind of made sense. Then Hugh, Hugh came on and carried and carried and carried. and he took the ball into tackles, through tackles, he, only for him, like, uh, we would have been in trouble to get the ball, you know, up,
2: yeah. up the pitch. And- Cause I have he was a player, go- it was a big loss for oh. us, Dan, you know, yeah, Hugh yeah. during the year, you know, Hugh uh, struggled to get over an injury, you know, kept flaring up on him, you know, um, I think it was the, I think it was the first round of championship against the Malachies in the warm-up, he, he, he it blew up again on him, you know what I mean, so he'd he'd work very hard to get back, he'd do all his training down on the pitch on his own, you know, Uh, lonely place and then he'd get back and then it'd flare up again, so I mean, it was difficult like that and there was quite a few players, I mean, we're not unusual, all the clubs had their own uh, issues and injuries and whatever and and, and COVID had that as well, you know, those lads coming back cold, you know, you're trying to build a buffer for a prevent injury but it's hard to do when you have it's a stock start campaign you know you're, you're giving lads programs for 4-5 or weeks are they working on the programs are they doing too much it's hard to get that balance and it was new territory for everyone so I think every club kind of struggled with that some players were a bit too keen you know what I mean a bit too enthusiastic with doing their own training and other players weren't doing it you know so you know, to get Hugh back in that final was a huge addition for us. And you know, he's a ball carrier. You know what I mean? You know, and he runs centrally through, through the, through the middle. You know, draws a lot of players towards him. And he was, he was, he was a huge addition to us in the second half. You know.
0: Yeah, and even in the semi final, he cuts out an awful lot of ball against the Mitchells. But there, there is, I have that down here. Like the impact off the bench was massive. The likes of John Doyle, I mentioned, the likes of Hugh, and obviously Owen. But even Colin Mcgrain uh, makes yeah, Colin, a really yeah. big impact He's, coming off the bench yeah. in the yeah. mid, around the middle of the field as well. Just when Dunleer, I just kind of you feel like they're turning the screw slightly.
3: Yeah, Colin, Colin came on and just won some ball. Like it was, uh, well, he he didn't play in the semi final. He played in the quarter final. He had a good game in the quarter final and didn't see a minute in the semi final. So he did nothing wrong in the quarter a lot better than a lot of lads that's a dig but, of me that's a, that's a dig no, of me but, um, yeah, well just no, anyway, true, he, he, true, he, yeah, he yeah. had a good quarter final didn't see any of the semi-final but we kept see, the head yeah. down didn't complain didn't say that, and got on with the next thing coming on in the final winning some ball like like and just winning ball around the middle putting himself about getting stuck in didn't didn't, didn't phase him at all Good lad, and yeah, the other subs as well. Like obviously, Owen came on, stole the show at the end, and D- dialer, came on, put himself about the place, had the experience. Sure, he's uh, the most experienced player in Toker, the most decorated as well. But um, yeah, so it was um, we had we had a good bench. Now we were we, it was uh, we finished strong. We finished with a strong team. We're weakening ourselves by taking off players anyway.
0: And you kind of had it, maybe, Alric. I put this to you that it was the the Napierse game, the way they set up, the Mitchells, the way they set up, the Lear set up very defensively. And you kind of have to take your chances when you get in, like Woods takes it early on, and then the quick, the quick thinking from Woods to find Connor again for another crucial goal. Like you have to take your chances when you when a team is set up to get in behind. And, and Absolutely. I did.
2: You know, yeah, well, like I suppose if the team sets up defensively and if you do manage to to, to breach the defence and get the scores, I suppose it's like a cat among the pigeons for, for that up for the opposition team. But if the opposition team set up defensively and they're successful in their defence, obviously that breeds, you know, motivates that team and I suppose it deflates you when you're having all of this ball and you're going side to side. So we were very lucky. We had Hugh Osborne. We had Liam Shevlin. They're strong runners. They're ball carriers. They're they're very abrasive runners. You know, so I think we employed them quite well. You know, and like Napier you know, we struggled on that. We got better against John Mitchell's. And I do think, you know, been honest, I think Dunleary are a stronger team than than John Mitchell's. You know, uh, Mark had them very well drilled. Mark Gilson and and you know they're they're used to that style. They play that style the last two years. Uh, key to that, to that game for them is Keane Gregory He gets a little ball in But when he does, he's pretty deadly I spoke already about Patrick McGrane Did a fine job yeah. on him yeah. So, I mean, when you nullify a threat like that You know, they go looking Who's who's going to show, who's going to step up And, you know, Keane's going to get frustrated Other players going to get frustrated And, you know, so I mean, the game was back and forth You know, but I do think you know Dunleer. They know their system. They play their system very well. I think we probably would have a bit more free flow in football. Um, and you know, it was it it was it was a I suppose a clash of styles, you know, which made a very entertaining game of it. And uh, you know, either team could have won it on the day. You know, Dunleer will, will definitely get over that line next year. The, near, the year after, the f- fabulous team, you know. Um, a fabulous team and it will come for them I, I did feel sorry for them like Larry McEntee there is a former player of Tower won a championship back with him in 2010 you know I felt very sorry for himself Bree McGuinness and other players that I know there but uh you know it was it, it was a sweet one for the Tover lads definitely because next door neighbours you know and obviously they were the team that weren't built up you know you know so Podrick, Podrick like Aldrick mentioned a more
0: free-flowing attacking team but you He's had very good defensive displays. We mentioned Hughes blocks and uh, Paddy McGrane's performance, and you can you can say it now in the podcast about James. You can give him some praise, <laughs> the James on yeah. no James. He had a solid, solid yeah. game.
3: Ah, yeah, all all the James is solid game. All the lads, to the back, solid game. Like did did Dunlaire score forward from play in the game? Not sure. Don't think. So. I think. Uh, Alan Murphy might have got the goal, but like I wouldn't be counting that as a goal he was going for. But um but yeah Patrick McGrain definitely stands out like just all the talk was about Gregory and like that's not no fault of his like he didn't ask for it. But Patch McGrain just got on with it. No fussing, dispossessing them, cleaning up in at the full back line. Brendan Sims, not a lad just put his body on the line. Doesn't put his head where lads wouldn't put their feet like, <laughs> absolutely uh it's standing, Martin football standing corner, yeah. it's standing corner. It's standing cornerback, like Niall Woods as well. Like we were thought he was gone for the year. He comes back. He's in, chomping at the bit in the semi final. Gets his place back and gives us great energy in the wing. And then you have Hugh there at centre half, holding the whole thing together. And his two blocks I'm sure were as impressive mm-hmm. as Anton throughout the year. And the whole, the whole back line now, and like Callum and James then as well. Yeah, so <laughs> Callum's a good footballer and James just keep the hugging along all day. No. Put the head down, shoulder to the wheel, same as all the rest of us.
0: And you, the game is Williams. Kind of brings it to a finale, close, a couple of points to to level the game. Are you putting away the winning speech? Are you thinking, right, we're going here for a replay, or or, or where are you? Where, like, have you had a good view of Callan's kick out?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, the we got the free and. I remember turning around to Colin. Just before that, I was kind of thinking, how long's left here? And um, turned around to Colin going, is this a replay or is this extra time? And neither of us knew. I don't even know. I think it would have been a replay. But uh, I thought it was extra time anyway. I thought it had to be played off. and You're kind of getting that in your head the next minute. You know, you're uh, running back into... Just, I, I think I would have been up around the 40 at that stage. It was just a green wall across and we were passing the ball over and back and over and back and trying to make holes to get through. And then we get the free and uh, it's brought up. William puts it over and you're kind of thinking, it's just a replay or is it? Uh, extra time. And you're running back into your position. And yeah, just, you're just looking at it from centre-half. And you can see they're going to take a quick kick. Kind of thought was over and... um. Owen just reads it lovely and are like what's going on here yes. um, but I just remember that the ball went in and Owen scored you are jumping in the air next minute you're just sprinting back, get back. I, 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 they, they took the kick out by the time uh, their keeper got the ball I was screaming and marching to get back beside me he was swinging forward, get back beside me and I was running straight for, for the back kind of to just not see a goal, and the ball was coming down the pitch, and so it was just, uh, marching couldn't hear me, the, the noise of the players, like, you know, you're yeah. saying it was restricted numbers, and that. I felt like, God, it was as big a crowd as we ever played in front of, it was just noise everywhere, and they still had, they still had, probably two two or three minutes after that, and, you know, they had a free and it came high ball into the square and yeah. knocked down and I caught it and I drove it out. I didn't get a good enough connection. I never cleared the sideline and came back in and Brendan Simmons uh got a ball and he drove it out and then it was over. But yeah, it was just chaos for them a few minutes. Like we should have been falling them up the pitch more, but I think we all just turned and ran towards our own goal to stop <laughs> stop them getting a goal. Yes, but, yeah. yes that moment that you love him yeah Alrick it couldn't
0: have felt more perfectly to own. like with the soccer pedigree has has um, I remember saying to him afterwards I said did you think about picking the ball up and he said straight
2: out I was never picking that ball up I never so moved, it was a yeah. sweet
0: finish wasn't it
2: it was absolutely sweet I suppose the anticipation to you know no one really watching it you know didn't even notice it was going short, and just the anticipation was, you know, hugely important there for him to see it. And you know, I suppose you know, Martin Keown talks about pictures. You know, he had a picture, no one else had that picture. Put it right into the corner. Uh, it was, I suppose, you know, it was very brave decision, and it was, uh, you know, he certainly backed himself. You know, the funny thing about Owen, his own, has struggled throughout the year with in with an injury. You know, and uh, I remember having a conversation with him. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was after the second or the third round of the championship. um, He was coming back to train I see, I didn't know Owen very long because during, during the course of the year, you know, he hadn't trained a lot because he wasn't able to. And uh, I think it was his second or third round of the championship brought him on, did really well. Then I started noticing that he wanted to do the full session. the sessions were getting fairly intense at this stage. I knew, you know, you know, it's different strokes for different folks, you know, as you know, with, Lads that are, are coming back from injury, sometimes the, the best thing of all to do is, you know, control it. You know, don't do the full session. Be be sensible. Be smart about how you train. I remember having a quick conversation. I was like, oh, look, I'm not expecting you to get through a full hour and 15 minutes here. You do your best. At the end of the day, I don't need you to do 30 minutes, 40 minutes in a game. It's not going to be that. If you can get, you know, 5, 10 minutes, if you can score a goal at the end, that would be fantastic. And it's, it's funny because you had a chat afterwards and laughed about it saying like, Jesus like, could you have scripted it any better? You know what I mean. Yeah. Came in for 10-15 minutes, buried into the back of the net. Hit uh, the ball once. You know? Yeah, it's just unbelievable. You know, so uh, no, he, he's he's going to go down as a legend of that club. You know what I mean? They'll talk about that for a long time. Well, you
0: know? he, he read it. He said um, from chatting to him after the game, he said that he heard uh, Lawrence Mcatee calling and yeah, for the shot one, and yeah. as quick as a flash, he was on it. Um, yeah, pure, you know, pure Joy Hodric.
3: Yeah, I anticipated it brilliantly. Like the, the anticipation was savage and he, he he was like he stayed far enough away to let him give him the ball. And then as soon as he kicked a bang on top of him, great dispossession. Like the dispossession was as impressive as the finish. Like the finish yeah, is yeah. bread and butter to that fella, you know? Um but yeah, I, I was right behind him and I was like, Jeez, just pick it up and put it over the bar. No messing with my own, goalkeeper scrambling. Bang in the bottom corner, <laughs> Place just going mental, and then it was just a case right, get back, don't don't let them pass the halfway line. But uh, is, yeah, that, your, is the, that
0: your moment of the year, Podrick? I'm gonna put it up, put it to the trees. Is that your moment of the year, or is there other ones off the field or behind? The oh,
3: well, like there's 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 never just one. Like it's it's the standout moment of a few different moments. Definitely the standout moment. Should be the standout moment. <laughs> one of the standout moments of the club's history. Just last minute goals beat the near in the in the county final. Uh, if there's that then there's huge blocks obviously just yeah, yeah. two two blocks on the goal line one after the other to like if we can see them goals you're probably done um yeah if, if ah, there was other good moments throughout the year even in other games i remember william scored a pint against Wolf tones from a mark like i don't think i've ever seen anyone do that before like dotty malik mentioned it as savage kick he got a yeah, he got it to William don't and William even was think still it's is. allowed, is it? Yeah. I don't know if it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if, out, lads. if
3: if if, mm. if there's people banning um or uh what do you call it, clamping down on good skill like that, like Jesus, a, it's it's a bad place to be. But uh, yeah, cut off outside the forty five and slats it over with savage. But yeah, no, our uh, Owens goal is the standout one, all right. You uh, followed closely by Hughes Blocks, alright. But uh, yeah,
0: it was uh, you are you in agreement? Have you any
1: other Yeah, I still I go back to David Woods' to save and the oh, even yeah, I mean, penalty saves like uh David Woods that save, yeah, that that would be to me because I that was an extra time and you know, you thought it was gone then as well and that's quarter final. But uh that that yeah, well getting back up out of uh Junior in one year and a short year has to be the moment, like the overall goal of
2: the year, and it worked out brilliant. All right. Yeah, I just concur with the lads there, I suppose, the obvious one is Owen, Owen's goal, for me, I suppose he's going to, he's not going to blow his own trumpet, he's a modest fella, but Hugh's block was fantastic, thought he would, saves, saves at crucial stages, Matthews as well, and you know, uh, loads of moments, you know, it's hard to put them together, but Owen, I suppose, that'll be you know, the most, I suppose, decorated moment of the year, you know, what it brought to the club and to go up back up to intermediate in a quick, short turn, turnaround, you know what I mean? So hopefully that success breeds a bit more success with the club, you know, young players coming through and hopefully we reap the dividends of that now. This year, if we get back at some stage, Dan, hopefully yeah. the aim is to push on now, push on as a club, you know what I mean? Not Look, no rear view mirror here, you know, move on, push on.
0: Who's your own song here, Alrick, for the season?
2: Uh, I probably have two unsung heroes right. Probably have Dottie Woods and goals You know, huge ploy of ours was that long, that long goal kick, you know uh, Martin Murphy as well is, is an unsung hero of mine for, for the team He's absolute Clydesdale, works his arse off, you know what I mean? He's our plus one, worked really, really hard Very influential in the latter knockout stages of the championship uh, He's the kind of lad that takes a bit of time to warm up But when he gets going, he's a, he's a phenomenal footballer You know what I mean? He's got loads in him, you know, and uh, he's quite an old-fashioned style of footballer the way he plays the game, but uh, he's hugely influential. But I do have to say, Dan, I mean, we spoke about, there's players that have been mentioned there, John Doyle, uh, Colin McGrain. I want to mention Nicholas Butterly, Podrick Murphy. These are, for me, these are unsung heroes because they're the lads that probably didn't get a lot of game time come championship. Martin O'Neill as uh, well. Hugely, hugely yeah, hugely experienced players. uh, Great role models down on the training pitch. You know, they're the lads that drive sessions, and, uh, you know, they're the ketos having those high intensity sessions we practiced. And I mean, I suppose what, what sums the whole year up for me, which might be a moment of the year, my moment of the year is not even championship. Week after we played championship, Dan, we played our rallies in uh, what was a deferred league game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a, a skeleton team, we'd call it that. The two lads were there. There were, <laughs> there were, there were two of 15 lads that we had there. That's all we had. We had a skeleton team. It was probably the worst playing conditions of the year. Um, on the day those lads played that I've mentioned already John Doyle was phenomenal in midfield Nicholas Butterley I think scored four goals i got to give Doc a mention for that Patrick Murphy was brilliant inside the lads there were talking they were great you know and you know it kind of show, showcased the resilience you know that we brought about in, in, in the space of a short year you know like we only had 15 but like lads had, had celebrated the championship win I mean O'Reillys were keen to play ball that day and you know we had Probably a weak side, but they gave some, it was some shift in, you know what I mean, and I suppose, you know, when you're talking about, you know, uh, a team that was might maybe a bit divided at the start of the year, the banter on the WhatsApp after that, we, we drew the game, was a draw game, was a huge, very high scoring game, I think it was 4-28, 3-something, it was, it was a crazy kind of a game, but you know, there was great banter after that. And it was it was, it was was sad, actually, that the year was over. You know what I mean? It was sad that we didn't have played the other league games. It was sad that we didn't get a shot at, you know, provincial, you know what I mean, the Leinster, going into Leinster. I mean, 10 years ago, we were there with, I think we played, it was Bagnallstown down in Carlow. We played and we probably didn't do ourselves justice. That was one thing I wanted to, I suppose. Brendan spoke about it in November previous. Brendan spoke about, you know, you know, getting, winning a Leinster Junior, why, why couldn't we? You know what I mean? Um, you know, we spoke about that. We were ambitious. You know what I mean? We, you know, you don't rise to low expectations. We had high expectations from the start of the year. You know, a lot of people might have wrote us off, but uh, you know, it was, it was a really good year. But you know, were we? Absolutely blown away by surprise, absolutely not. They the, those were the, the aims at the start of the year, you know, and it's just disappointing I suppose we didn't get to take that a little step further, you know what I mean, and, and represent the parish in, in Leinster. I think we could have done very well, you know what I mean? I think we really could have. Yeah, yeah. But um that, that league game for me, I loved that. I must say, I absolutely loved it. It's great. The culmination <laughs> of Huh? It was a great game to play actually. Yeah, I'd say it was a great game. It was the only game this year, Paragor, where myself and Brendan watched the game and we just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I mean, there was players down there that weren't able to play like William Woods and whatnot and they were buzzing off it, you know what I mean? And there was great banter on on the WhatsApp afterwards. Loads of the younger fellas were on it. I'm off the WhatsApp, but Brendan has it and he showed it to me in school that week and, I was really good. It was a nice way to finish the year. You know what I mean. It was just a shame the year was over. You know, prematurely. You know what I mean. But uh, how much how
0: much really to work do you do at school between yourself and Brendan?
2: <laughs> how much total? But well, most of the <laughs> most of the most of the best work goes on in the school. You know, outside of class or whatever. We do speak a lot about it. You know what I mean. And uh, ah, look, I think <clears throat> you can you can become a bit obs- obsessive with it. You know what I mean. Myself and Brendan have different ways of operating. Brendan's probably very laid back and relaxed about it. I'd be a bit more intense. Uh works well together, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, we talk a lot about it, you know what I mean? When you're working with someone every day, you know, you, you would talk a lot about it and we, we discuss players and stuff like that. You know, the lads probably wouldn't think we do, but we do talk a lot about it, you know. But then when, that's it, you know. Football, I suppose a lot of football is about talking, you know what I mean?
0: Hugh, you're nodding there. um Who's like what? What Alric's kind of alluding today? You, you, the trait of champions is nearly like players just willing to put their kind of own ambitions aside and row in with the team. And he's had that in abundance, um, this year for the bars.
1: Yeah, like that's all the like what Alric and Brandon. You kind of knew it was either one way, like the rider, they were coming in. Yeah, you don't have to commit, or you're wasting your time. Like. As Eric says, he is fairly intense, mm-hmm. and um, no, he like he's brilliant on the training pitch and that. Like you just have to give it all, and he drives it, gets every last bit out of you. And Brandon, it's a good cop bag, cop nearly with him, but um, Brandon sits back and watches kind of from from a bit further back and takes it all in, and it works well. Two guys like to know know how to, they knew how to bring us all together, and they knew how to get the best out of us. That opinion. is though
2: those, those older players as well Yourself included Hugh, John Doyle Nicholas Borley Like these are the lads That drive the sessions the, they, they That's the club You know what I mean Like after our rallies game that That's the club You know what I mean it's, Those are the players That may not have got the game time You know Colin them Murphy These are the lads That are Their first down training You know what I mean They're putting their bodies On the line You know The young kids The other commitments You know Everyone's got commitments But that is the club That is Toher You know what I mean They embody that You know what I mean It's a fantastic club uh, it's been an absolute pleasure the last year, and I'm just looking forward to you know giving another crack at it oh, yeah. this year, and hopefully we do get a chance to do that in the next few weeks.
1: You, who's your own song hero? Um, I suppose I would have said Martin, Martin, and Niall Woods. Martin for the fact that the mental ball. I think it was so Ratley's game, and the final, the mental loose ball. He just. For a lad that can't, he couldn't run a lap at the start of any year, and you do a fitness test and push lad end. out. Yeah, even when we're doing any the indoor training or that, he'd be the one lad outside getting sick. He just, he's no stamina or nothing, and come a game, he's lad that's back beside you. And next minute, he's up setting up a goal or a pint, and he just wins so much starting ball. Um, Niall Woods, on the other hand, would like, words, when he got injured, he kind of thought he was through life for the year, and we kind of missed him. Like his drive, he, he's unreal fit. And right. um, he just, yeah, energy up and down the pitch all day. You kind of didn't realise it until he was missing how how much we needed him. And Connor Osborne, with the lad that couldn't walk the week of the final and couldn't walk nearly in the warm up, he was limping around the place and. He he didn't probably have a big say in the final except for the goal. But how important was the goal? He was just off like a rocket once he seen William with the ball and he took his goal very well. Like, so, uh, it's hard to pick one, but yeah. yeah, I suppose Connor probably for the final he he did very well to play it with the state he was in.
0: Audrey, who's you, who? Are you going?
3: With? Uh, yeah, well like you alluded to it there, a, few, a good few lads, wouldn't be nailing down one in particular, but Marchin, as you said, the unsung hero getting um getting around the middle of the pitch getting on dirty ball like you said i would have said that maybe not as bluntly as you you know but uh he wouldn't be winning any fitness contests or he wouldn't be winning any strength contests or that but what he lacks in that like makes up for in heart and just wanting to win and win the ball and like he he's satisfied if we win the game and he just wins a load of ball and lays off hand passes all day but if he does his job well he it, that And once we win, he's happy as Larry. Um, I said it earlier, Paddy McGrane and Brendan Sims in the back, just just think like, who wants to be a cornerback, you know? But uh, they just keep keep plugging away, doing their job with the minimum amount of fuss. Um, said it earlier as well, that Hugh Osborne just gives absolutely everything. Like, lads, you'd hear lads around the county saying, oh, Jesus, Hugh Osborne's gone back, he's gone back, he comes on in the shift in the final and then yeah, I nearly forgot about Connor before when Hugh said it, but like Connor has been just leaves everything on the field. I've never I i I've seen him substituted with Toker before, but I don't think he's ever not been substituted, not because of cramp. That's the only time we've ever seen him substitute. He always just leaves every ounce that he has on the field and a fantastic attitude. But um yeah, a lot of lads like even Ages, even even William as well like he he's that good he has a uh, bar raised that high for himself like what did he score in the final one six and you'd hear lads saying oh playing oh, he only played all right like if I scored one six in the final I'd be absolutely over the moon but like it's just it's standard for him so but yeah look all over the field there's lads but March going to be to stand out all right I, I
0: thought um, Padre you were gonna say um, Hugh Osborne short how is uh, uh, how is the celebration after <laughs> the final.
3: Hugh, I think he's still wearing it, is he? I don't know. He's <laughs> still had under this... there. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um uh, celebrations were good. They were different than other years now. It wasn't the same. You were trying to you were in a pub and you'd be all spaced out and then you would be looking for another place to go later on and you'd be yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was different. But I um, ah, look still a good bit of crack. It wasn't like obviously back then the numbers were a lot lower than they were now and Look, we played the ratleys game the week after and then the week after that, the football was over. So, like, looking back, we were, like, just delighted to get it. Like, we had one competition where you could get promoted or relegated this year and we won it. So, delighted. But, uh, yeah, celebrations were good. There was a bit of crack. It's not as wild as the other years, but still good.
0: Any good stories, Hugh, from off-the-field celebrations?
1: Uh, fairly low key I suppose But I suppose the only one that I could tell you about was um, speaking of Hugh Osborne short he lost it one day at the back of um uh, the beach and he took off running he, I think he tried to run to lordship he, he ran about 300 metres into the sea with nothing on him and then took a big dive and realised it was up to his knee and Nicholas uh, docked there he, he, was, he was the only one in any way worried he thought he was drowning and he stood up, and it was to his, to his knee. So that was probably yeah. the highlight of all the celebrations. Hugh's
3: a seasoned swimmer. Down the Solvestyne every yeah. day.
1: Alric, is it more
0: uh, just? Is it more intimate? I suppose when the, the, with, with the way COVID was, and uh, was it more special?
2: Um, <clears throat> sure, was a more special? Uh, probably was. It was probably you know there was a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. normal summers, I suppose, to be a lot of a uh, you know enjoyment from the summer alone and everyone getting together and summer brings a bit of uh, fun and excitement but I suppose the year that was in it there wasn't a lot of excitement you know what I mean there wasn't a lot to look forward to really uh, so the football was certainly a source of a lot of excitement and and uh, enjoyment down in Toher anyway you know and there was a great buzz around the parish you know so yeah um, so yeah for that reason it was good but uh, as the lads say very muted celebrations you know I suppose for me it was just a sense of satisfaction you know what I mean um, you know and it was it was great to see the lads celebrating after the game but it was more I suppose satisfaction you know internal satisfaction you know that I felt the lads deserved everything they got you know they trained like especially hard you know there was some serious training going on down there lads putting in like you know some of our injuries came from the training ground you know but that's what you kind of you know that's that's what you decide you want to go harder you want to just go through the motions and certainly don't go through the motions down there on the pitch you know we speak about uh you know it takes 10-15 minutes to warm the body up but the brain is the brain you know there's no excuses get down to the pitch you know be business like get through the mo get through it you know what I mean and uh you know from that, you'll reap your rewards. I certainly am a big believer in you can get a lot done on a training ground. Every training session, you should see improvement in yourself, either physically or as a player. You should get better. Otherwise, what's the point of training? You should just go on the roads otherwise. So, you know, I'd have high expectations for lads down on the pitch. They'd have high expectations for the standard of the training. And, you know, I think the two complemented each other well this year. You know what I mean?
0: Well, lads, Alaric Costigan, Patrick Buttsley, Captain in the final, Hugh McGrain, thanks very much for telling the story of how Christy Bellew navigated his way back to Sinfin Bars in 2020. Thanks very much, lads. Up the bar. Thanks
3: for having us. Yeah, the
1: bar. Thanks, Dan. up. <laughs>
0: I really enjoyed that three great fellas. Thanks once again to tune in to the and Pride Glory Day Success. Congratulations to St. Finbars on the success. And thanks to Oxygen Environmental for making it happen.